1: No purchase necessary Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, you're loving
1: on two. The assessor. I'm on W4CY. Where for you? Wake
2: up,
1: America! It's time for the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY.com. West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Pipe Man. This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man, W4CY Radio, and I'm extremely excited about our next guest and what we're going to talk about because, number one, it's a passion of mine. Number two, she is absolutely amazing and a wealth of knowledge. And number three... You can listen to her a lot because she has a show on our network as well, and we'll talk about that. But we're going to talk about health today, and that's really important. So representing Accelerated Health Products and the Accelerated Health radio and TV show, I would like to welcome Sarah Banta. Well, hello. How are you, Dean? I'm doing amazing. How do you like that intro? I didn't have a script or anything. I just made it up as I went along.
2: That's great. <laughs> That's uh, me.
1: There you go. That's the way it should be. Uh, so, yeah, we I want to start off right away about what we were talking about before we got on the show because it was rather funny. I got a little chuckle out of myself being a little bit of an idiot. But uh, it has to do with supplementing and, and and things are good for you. Like sometimes things happen and it's not a big deal and sometimes you can also do something that's good for you that could end up bad for you if it's in an excess and there's sometimes you can do things that are good for everybody else but not good for you because everybody's different and what their needs are different and that's that's one of the reasons I don't like western medicine because it's like a formula and, and it's like everybody walks in and here you go. Here's this pill and it solves everything. And that's just not the case. Is it Sarah?
2: No, it's not. And you know, Dean, I, if anyone knows me and has been following me, I've been promoting the ketogenic diet for the last six years. And if anyone doesn't, isn't familiar with it, it's a higher fat, low carb diet. And Typically, they say it's a moderate protein diet. Well, we all know and anyone can can, um, agree upon the fact that everyone needs to cut out processed foods, everyone needs to cut out sugar, and everyone needs to cut out GMOs, right? There's no arguing any of that. But then when you get into the various quote-unquote healthy foods, some of these healthy foods are poison to my body and they could be healthy for your body yeah and and then also here here I am promoting a high fat ketogenic diet little did I know that according to my own DNA and I found this out about six months ago is that I actually have a hard time metabolizing fat so the last thing that I needed to be on was a high fat diet so here I am promoting a certain diet, promoting certain things, and and I was actually making it harder on my body. And then something else that we had talked about before we got on was oxalates. people maybe have heard the word, but really don't know what it means. Well, I was having major kidney issues, a lot of inflammation, water retention, and you never want water retention if you're a female, let me tell you. Men don't care as much. Unless you're <laughs> so vain, women, unless you're
1: vain like me.
2: <laughs> right, but women do not want water retention. No. It makes them feel bloated, it makes their ankles fat and makes the scale go up a couple extra pounds for no reason. Well, I have supplements for water retention. I have supplements for kidneys to help cleanse the kidneys. I have supplements for the liver, all of these things. But I was essentially making my kidneys work a lot harder because I was eating the quote unquote healthy foods such as almonds, kale, spinach. All of these foods are loaded in something called oxalates. And those oxalates can create stones in the kidneys. And then you've got Other foods like sulfur-containing vegetables, which include cabbage, bok choy, uh, Brussels sprouts, sprouts, which are my favorite, garlic, onions, those things are full of sulfur, which is actually a health um, food, but some people are born without the ability to metabolize sulfur. And then what happens, there's a whole backup in the liver and the kidneys and you get bloated and constipated and brain brain fog and you gain weight even though you're not eating a lot or you're eating all the right foods. So these foods could be healthy for you and not healthy for me. And what I learned about six months ago was that out of five people in my family, I've got three adult, I shouldn't say adult, they're bigger than me, but they're <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> and my husband, so out of the five of us, we all have different profiles of DNA, uh, very similar, because the kids come from us too, right? Yeah. Um, but we have to be careful with certain foods and some people can eat certain things and some people can't and, and it completely turned my world around being the chef of the family, trying to make uh, the right foods for everybody. But this is something where you really have to, you have to look at your individual um, DNA and I call it the DNA diet. Um, but what I do is I help people Number one, cut out the obvious things that everyone needs to cut out. And then if they're not going to get a DNA test, how to decipher what foods could be causing them issues and just by their symptoms or by being triggered by a certain food. Um, For instance, I know if I have even just a little bit of garlic in a sauce, my whole body explodes. Now, garlic is in the same family as broccoli and cabbage those are less offensive but that is telling me if I know that I have an issue with garlic that I should probably be careful with that whole family of, of vegetables and so that's an easy way for some people to kind of decipher what they are supposed to be eating um, versus versus you know some other vegetables and then there's another um, tactic that I, I like to say if, if anyone really cannot pinpoint exactly what their issue is one way to do it is to go on a carnivore diet for a week or two i don't think it's a lifestyle thing you need to do forever but that way you're eliminating all of the quote-unquote healthy vegetables and you're slowly reintroducing them to see how your body reacts And then you can pinpoint what happens.
1: It's funny you should say that because when you were talking, I was thinking about that was one of the things I was going to say is, you know, as you know, and a lot of my listeners probably know, I reversed diabetes six years ago with just food and it was pretty strict. What I did in six months, like what I did was strict. But what you find out is when you do that kind of a detox. Then you start introducing stuff in by themselves and you find out what affects you. And that was also a case even before that because I had suffered with all types of gastrointestinal problems since I'm in my young 20s. And, you know, when you're in your young 20s, you're just like grin and bear it and whatever, you know. And then as you get older, it's uh, it becomes a little more debilitating. And I ended up at a point where I went to my naturopath and I was like, you know what, uh, I got to do something here. And we, again, we did a very strict diet for a six month period of time. But what happ- what was cool about that is all my issues went away, everything. And when I started introducing stuff back in, the minute even a piece of something went in my mouth that was affecting me, I knew exactly what it was. Whereas mm-hmm. what happens when you're poisoning your body from all types of directions, you don't even really know what's affecting you.
2: Right. Well, I, a funny story. So I've been on this clean diet or this change of diet and a separate set of supplements to help my body heal from the foods that I was eating that were causing what's called leaky gut. And if anyone isn't familiar with that term, but not what that means is that your gut is your immune system, essentially. Yeah. And leaky gut means when you, some foreign foods get in there and rip holes in your intestinal lining so that when you eat whatever you're gonna eat, whether it's good for you or not, get those proteins get into your bloodstream and your body says, oh my gosh, what is this? I don't recognize it because it's not uh, absorbed and broken down the way it normally should be. And let's have a huge autoimmune response. Now, that could show up as acne, dementia, ADHD, Alzheimer's, um, or any autoimmune disease like rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's, Just pain in general, bloat, digestive issues, constipation, diarrhea. So all of that can can be symptoms of leaky gut. Most Americans have leaky gut, and I had leaky gut. So how do you heal it? You have to. You can do it through some intermittent fasting, which is really good for diabetes and stabilizing uh, blood sugar. And a lot of people out there are going to say, well, I can't intermittent fast. And what that means is squeezing your, wi- your window of eating between two and eight hours during the day. So going to bed and ha- stopping eating after dinner, maybe say 7 p.m. and not eating the next morning until 11. So that gives your body a lot of time to rest and heal. And I kind of envision it like um, Pac-Man going in and says, okay, well, we do not need to digest any food right now. Let's focus on cleaning up the diseased and cancer cells out of the body and healing leaky gut. So it goes through, heals up the little patches, finds all the cancer cells, kills those off, reduces inflammation throughout the body, and starts just really a lot of anti-aging mechanisms happen. And I have a supplement called Accelerated Keto, which makes that whole um, intermittent fasting a lot easier because you pop the pills in the morning, it kicks your body in ketosis, which is a different fuel system from your body actually burning glucose for energy. And your brain says, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I love ketones because it's anti-inflammatory to the brain. So people suffering with brain diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia all of a sudden have a new fuel system to their brain. And then they they get all the, the cells in the brain actually start regenerating. And your body says, Well, I know I've got thousands of calories of fat cells on my body to burn because ketones come from fat. I don't need to eat. I'm not hungry. My brain's happy. I've got a ton of physical and mental energy from being in ketosis. So then it's able to fast even longer. And a lot of people are doing fasts that are three to five days long. If they have cancer or they've got some serious issues, they're trying to heal I promote even just intermittent fasting on a daily basis, throwing in a day or two um, every week or every other week of feasting where you're eating three meals a day just to keep your body in check and confused a little bit because you don't want it to get so used to a pattern that it gets lazy, right? So um, with the keto, it makes it really easy to do that. And as you are... In ketosis and intermittent fasting, insulin re- resistance and diabetes reverse very quickly. Um, blood sh- I mean, my, my father-in-law, type 2 diabetic, he's the guy that would go to the donut shop at midnight and <laughs>
0: <laughs> doesn't Me too. care,
2: right? Well, Me too I got before. him doing this for a little bit, and I could not believe his his insulin numbers and his blood sugar numbers after just a month or two. It's amazing.
1: So I want to ask you a couple of questions about that because that's interesting. I was already going to ask questions about that, but I also want to focus real quick on, you talked about the ADD and it has, it kind of ties into what we were talking about before we got on the air when I was talking about the vitamin B. So my oldest daughter was diagnosed ADHD back in kindergarten. Now she's 35 years old now. Okay. So as you can imagine, Nobody even knew anything about that crap at that point in time. It was was the new fad. And uh, it really bothered me right from the get-go because she was in kindergarten. A teacher wrote a recommendation. We brought my uh, daughter to the doctor. There were no tests done, nothing done. The doctor just read the recommendation of the teacher and prescribed my kindergarten child with Ritalin. (sighs) And, And I was... And this was a fight between me and my ex for years anyway, because she is of the believer of, you know, uh, do whatever the doctor tells you. And she is a believer in here, take this magic pill and everything will go away. While I was sitting there saying, you gotta be kidding me. So what really happened here is some kindergartner teacher that we don't even know her credentials for teaching, much less medicine just prescribe my child Ritalin because it's basically what happened in my opinion. So we get divorced and you know, I was getting, you know, it was always a constant argument about the meds. So when my daughter was with me, there were never meds. And one day the school calls up and I hate this stuff too. When, when they, you know, get involved and the T te- well, it's the teacher and she goes, um, listen, uh, you know, your daughter's really out of control and unless you start giving her medicine, we're going to call Difus on you. And, and I'm like, oh, really? And, and blah, 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 blah. And, and so I agreed on the phone to do it. Uh, and, and then what I did is I put her, I had done a lot of research and I found out that most ADHD is a deficiency of vitamin B. And so I put her on a vitamin B regimen and a month later, the, the uh, teacher calls me back and thanks me profusely for giving her her meds. She's been perfect. And I'm like, well, thank you, because I didn't give her, her meds. I gave her vitamin B, you know, and uh-huh. there were a few other choice words in my head that I didn't say out loud. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, and there's a perfect example. And then, you know, just to put a little levity to this, uh, I'll include what we were talking about before the show. But so... Uh, last week I, uh, was like having some pink urine and, uh, you know, I thought maybe it had to do with, I get kidney stones. Maybe that's what it was, but then it went away that day. I'm like, okay. And then today, same thing earlier today, pink urine. And I was like, oh no, not again. I thought it was gone, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then I did a little V8 moment, (laughs) hit myself in the head and went, (laughs) duh, because i get vitamin b12 shots and both of those days today and that day were the vitamin b12 day and you know that also leads to the fact of you know what i was saying earlier about supplementing or doing healthy things you better make sure i'm always a big believer talk to a pro like you're a pro you know and you got to talk to a pro that knows what they're doing because they can be harmful and so basically the example of what happened to me was, is basically I had way more vitamin B than was needed. So my body just got rid of the extra. And it's funny now that I think about it, I remember I, I'm looking at the shot in my head and I'm like, oh duh, why didn't I think of that? Because it it's coming out the same way it's going in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But And
2: actually the vitamin B 12 shots, you might not be able to break that down. So that's something to think about. I would recommend actually looking into something called P5P. And this is this is something I had to do. I was taking B12 tablets and found out that I can't break it down. So P5P helps facilitate the release of glycogen, which is used in energy production from the liver and the muscles, and it actually is the precursor to B12. So it is already broken down and it's the proper absorption of B12 and magnesium. Um, So anyway, that's something that you might wanna look into, and and on my website, acceleratedhealthproducts.com, there's an article under health articles uh, titled The DNA Diet Explained, and I go into all of these things that we're talking about, and some of the supplements that are, are helpful to help with the sulfur pathways and the oxalate pathways, and because you do need your vitamin B's, right? There's yeah. no doubt. And when I when I went off of my vitamin B supplements and some of the other supplements, I I told the lady and her name's Terry Cochran, she's going to be on Accelerated Health Radio and TV this Wednesday. Um and she also was on my show one time before. I highly recommend those because she's phenomenal and so knowledgeable on the DNA and how it how it affects your nutritional balances. But anyways, I said, well Terry, I'm worried that I'm not getting my nutrients that I I'm used to taking. And she said, Sarah, you aren't absorbing them anyway. And I yep. said, oh my there goodness, you go. you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there
1: you go. So you're right there I, you go. So I want I wanted to ask you about, And it was the minute you started talking about the keto diet. So Mm -hmm. here's always been my question with that is, you know, again, depending on somebody's body. And then when you, it's funny because when you started talking about the diabetes at the end, I was like, now I really have to know. Because I think of with keto, high fat, bad for heart, you know, because I I had two heart attacks. Uh, So... I've always thought of it that way of like, well, you're gonna load a bunch of fat, you know, and and I sometimes get some keto stuff, but I don't do the keto per se diet. Uh, But it it is interesting what you're saying about with the diabetes, because ever since I've had the heart attacks, you know, I've really struggled with the sugar aspect uh, of it because having the heart attack and then what they do to treat you for the heart attack actually raises your blood sugar. So, it's kind of pissed me off cuz all this work I did to reverse it and then it's like I have to struggle with it now and you know, I have situations where there's spikes and and I eat really healthy, but you know, there's certain right. you got There's certain things you just have to do. So I am very interested in what you're saying about the keto and with the diabetes and what you did with your dad because I definitely have to do something different because what worked before isn't as effective now after having the heart condition.
2: Right, okay, so let's break this down. Number one, what causes heart attacks and heart issues and high cholesterol? Which number one, our bodies make the cholesterol it needs whether you're gonna eat it or make it. Your body needs a certain amount of cholesterol for to make its hormones, to make its testosterone. There's a study out there that men who take Viagra, or I'm sorry, who take um, cholesterol lowering drugs,
1: yes, statins,
2: also take Viagra because cholesterol is needed for the sex hormones. So number one. Your cholesterol number is just to sell cholesterol-lowering drugs. Cholesterol does not cause heart attacks. What causes heart disease is sugar and carbs. And what happens is the sugar and carbs go in and they create those wounds in the arteries. It's kind of like leaky gut, how... The food causes the holes in the intestinal linings. Well, the sugar and the carbs cause these holes in the arteries. And what cholesterol does, it's cholesterol's job to go to that wound and put a scab over it. It's kind of like blaming the firefighter for starting the fire. The firefighter <laughs> came to put out the fire. The firefighter didn't start the fire, <laughs>
1: That's right? That's a good analogy. So,
2: okay, so what causes the heart disease? It's not, the, it's not the butter and the steak. It's the butter on the bread, yeah. right? So when you're doing a ketogenic diet and you cut out the sugar and the carbs, if you think about fat, fat is very slippery. It's like a slip and slide. It'll slide right in and out of those veins and arteries and that sort of thing. It's not, it's not causing any of the inflammation. It's actually anti-inflammatory. There are some inflammatory fats, and those are the vegetable oils canola oil grapeseed oil peanut oil all of the vegetable oils you want to only focus on coconut oil olive oil avocado oil okay so then the other thing is is if you have a hard time processing fats like i do you focus on intermittent fasting and something like the accelerated keto to kick you into ketosis but then you eat a higher protein diet with lots of green veggies you cut out the, sh- the sugar and the carbs, and you add in the fats to taste. I don't need a ton of fat. I eat my ribeye steak.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
2: And I love the gristle on it, but I don't add a whole bunch of butter or olive oil. I eat my salmon, and I eat love the fat in the salmon, but I don't add the oils to it because it's hard for me to digest one daughter of mine is the same as me the other daughter can load on the the extra fat if she wants my son who is is a nine percent body fat athlete right and he's wanting to build muscle and absolutely does not want to lose lose weight he wants to gain weight he's on a ketogenic diet but he's eating a ton of calories and so he's able to eat some of the healthy carbs like sweet potato and the squashes and some of those things and the beans. But what you want to do is you want to make sure for someone like you with that you need to reverse the diabetes, you just you can have your ribeye steak with some broccoli, or some asparagus or some grilled or sauteed vegetables and a big salad. And you can have you know, there's keto ice creams and keto desserts and that sort of thing. You have to be careful with the ingredients because a lot of this these keto processed foods are what you call dirty keto and they're putting in those bad oils and that sort of thing. And the bad oils like canola oil will stay in your cells and be extremely inflammatory for over a year. Whereas sugar is in and out of the body in in a day, right? So The oils are actually more detrimental to your health than cigarettes and then sugar. Um, So heart disease, cholesterol, cholesterol is not an issue. There's good cholesterol, the HDL, we all know that's good. There's the LDL, but that's not even bad. It's the VV, it's the very, very low LDL that's dense. And you really want to look at your triglycerides and you really don't need to worry about your cholesterol
1: so here's something interesting about all that okay so you'll find this very interesting when I was in my 20s and by the way you mentioned like steak and stuff I found that that was the biggest offender of my uh, stomach issues Uh, Hmm. but so when I was in my 20s I used to see like meat every single day Okay, pretty much, uh, and I rarely ate vegetables. I, I don't. The only vegetable I kind of ate was like corn. Uh, I was totally anti a lot. Like everything I ate was pretty much not very good for me. And and then one day, my wife cooked a London broil, which I loved London broil, and I was it was like right around when I was thirty, and just shows your body tells you what to do because. Mm-hmm. I took a bite of this London broil, and it was disgusting to me. And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, that and things like butter, like all, I couldn't eat vegetables unless they were doused in butter. Now all of a sudden, I, no butter. None of what is quote unquote high cholesterol foods did I like anymore. And, uh, and then I went and I got a cholesterol test, and my uh, cholesterol was like 280 at the time. So it was was my body's way of saying, hey, you better change a little bit of the way you're eating. Uh, Now, that being said, I never, you know, never took a statin or anything ever until the heart attacks. And, you know, here's the thing, too, that I think needs to be talked about. So until I had that first heart attack in 2017, I was basically invincible. I was also somebody that was known as like the energizer bunny, like I I, I had, you know, unboundless energy, and I could outdo any physical activity against my kids or anybody. You know, of course, I was a smoker, too, which I smoked Marlboro Reds for 36 years. Now, here's something, too, you'll, you'll appreciate. Now, I don't believe in Nicorette or the patch or any of that other crap I think quitting smoking is easy once you make the decision the problem is you don't usually make the decision it's either somebody telling you to wanting you to or society or whatever and that's why we fail but I always said to myself if it ever physically affected me to a point where I it would you know detriment be a detriment to my active lifestyle I would quit smoking no problem and the problem was is I could still out swim my kids out skate my kids out run my kids and and as a full-time smoker but then I had that first heart attack and so that I kept my bargain with myself and uh you're gonna laugh at this I might as well tell the funny story so in the hospital and uh you know, they're telling me what's up and what's gonna be done, and like, best case scenario, I walk out of the hospital, I'm fine. Worst case scenario, I could die. Uh, and so, I knew I wanted to quit on my own terms, so I had this whole thing in my head uh, that, you know, if I went through with this procedure they were gonna do, then I might as well quit now because it would be stupid to continue to smoke after they clean me up. And then, I also thought about, well, you know, if I smoke now, what's one more cigarette? I might die in the procedure anyway, so who cares? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, uh, I, said, I said to the nurse, before they're about to ship me to another hospital, I'm like, okay, well I wanna go have a cigarette first. I, I, actually I said, you're gonna think I'm nuts, but I wanna go have a cigarette first. And what I was really doing is I wanted to have my last cigarette on my terms. And so then she started with giving me the lectures. And I'm like, listen, I'm 51 years old. I've heard every lecture. If I'm still smoking at this point, the lectures obviously don't work. Uh, And then so then she tried to scare me. And I I went to her. I'm like, listen, obviously you don't know smokers because there's absolutely nothing you could say to me that would scare me from smoking a cigarette right now. So then she's like, well, then we would have to release you and check you back in and blah, blah, blah. You're like, now you're going to make it difficult on me. I'm like, again, not working. I don't really care. I'm like, listen, I'm giving you the, I'm being polite by asking you permission, but I'm 51. I don't need to ask permission. If I want, I'll rip these wires right out of my body and I'll go outside and have a cigarette. I'm, and uh, she goes, okay, well, we'll have to escort you outside and you have to promise to come back in. I'm like, listen, I promise to come back in, but I'm 51. If I don't want to come back in, I'm not coming back in. <laughs> so then I went outside. I smoked a cigarette all the way down. There was no white left all the way to the filter, and that was my last cigarette. I even did something psychological. You'll love this, Sarah, is uh I had like six packs with me. I was in Hawaii. What what happened was is the fir- both heart attacks were surfing. Uh and I still surf. Uh but the first heart attack, it was like an hour after surfing, and, and it was in Hawaii, and you know, basically hawaii cigarettes are you know ridiculous uh they're like at that time 15 bucks a pack where in florida you can you could get two packs for five bucks so i bought like i brought like a whole bunch of cigarettes with me i had six packs i did not throw away that six packs of cigarettes for two years because psychologically a smoker When they are out of cigarettes they start jonesing and they will go to a store and buy them and they will smoke one right away but Mm -hmm. so what i did is i kept them so i knew they were always there if i wanted them but it kept me from jonesing like so i never desired a cigarette again and i was i never thought i'd think that way so and it's funny i'm not your typical reform smoker either i can be around people doesn't bother me i'm not tempted You know, would I like to be able to smoke? Yeah, after 36 years of doing it, I kind of enjoyed it. I would have, but, you know, it was stupid, and it killed my health, so I stopped. Now,
2: Well, something I, just real quick, because I deal with a lot of addicts, whether it's alcohol, smoking, or food, and everyone needs to eat, so... That's the hardest addiction to break. Yes. But you need to fill the void. Yes. You don't just say, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to what I can do. What can I do? What can I do? I'm starting a group coaching um, today, actually, for another month of 30-day fast start free coaching with my new Accelerated Ascent Diet Cleanse. And what I tell everybody is fill your fridge with the foods you can eat Don't worry about what you can't eat. Let's crowd out the the bad stuff so that there's plenty of good stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's funny you should say that because that's why a lot of people that quit smoking become like food addicts because they replace Mm -hmm. the smoking with food.
2: Right. And that's (laughs) why a lot of alcoholics become smokers and coffee drinkers.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You
2: you, you see them at the outside the AA meetings and they've got their Coke, their uh, coffee in one hand and their smoke in the other.
1: Yeah. You know, you know how many people I've known in my lifetime that never smoked a cigarette in their life till they went to an AA meeting. Mm, Right. Which is a shame. Uh, But, you know, again, trading one addiction for another, you know, and I I guess figuring which and it's funny you mentioned coffee because that's a big peeve of mine. I do not drink coffee. I don't like coffee. I don't ever use an alarm clock. I always wake up on time. And when I wake up, I'm fully ready to go. And people, it's so acceptable. Caffeine, you know, I don't drink soda either. Caffeine to me is one of the worst drugs, you know.
2: Well, it's actually in moderation. As long as you don't have adrenal uh, fatigue, coffee stimulates liver function and it also stimulates um, regularity so and those are things that are important so I'm not I'm not offended or I drink coffee but I keep it to one cup and if I need that second cup I know there's a bigger issue going on and that my adrenals are burned out and that's when you don't want to stress your adrenals with more caffeine
1: yeah and I agree with you because coffee definitely has benefits I just never like the taste of it Mm -hmm. Uh, but the people that they can't function in the morning oh, yeah. till they have their coffee doesn't that tell you people that you have a problem, <laughs> you <know>? right?
2: <laughs> you know, so that's when you need to look at some of these other things and and I have to say when people do the accelerated keto, they're day one and two. I can't wait for tomorrow's uh, conversation text message from the group saying, okay, what do I do with all this energy? I don't. I'm not used to. Maybe I don't need my coffee because the keto kicks you into this state nice. where you have all of this untapped energy from your fat stores and also has a little bit of caffeine but it's a very natural caffeine that's steady no jitters and you have you just have this burst of energy and this it's almost like you just just got the pot of gold that is endless because you have this energy source you haven't touched in years and years and
1: years That's amazing and yeah I definitely want to hear more about that, like, because of things you're saying to me. Especially, okay, we were talking about the statins, and that's what led me to tell you the cholesterol stories, you know, because now, of course, the cocktail, when you get a heart attack, includes statin. If you have high <laughs> cholesterol or not, it doesn't matter. I, I, you know, it's very interesting. My cardiologist, I picked him for a reason, because my first cardiologist I fired, because. I went in there with supplements and he wouldn't even, because I want, what I wanted to do is like, here, tell me what might be good or bad. Because sometimes the supplements can be bad in certain situations, you know, like if you're on a blood thinner and you're uh, taking supplements that have blood thinners in them like spinach, you know, and then it's too much. And this doctor was the typical that I can't stand. Wouldn't even look. Didn't even know what the supplements were and just started berating me. And like, eh, that stuff doesn't work. And you know, that's good uh, before, but now you have a heart attack. And, and this is how they talk to you. And that's one of the problems. That's what I was saying about the invincibility because you even start questioning your own beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. be, you know and, and that's what hap- has happened to me in some respects because they put this fear in you if you don't do this. And that's the big thing with the statins. It's like they give the statins to stop you from having another heart attack is what they say. And it's not even about the cholesterol necessarily. And they're evil drugs. The statins are evil drugs. And so I found this other cardiologist. And how I did is I had my secretary call every cardiologist in the area and ask them, are you open to natural medicine? I, I didn't want to ask, are, do you approve of it? Because I know they're not going to say that. Or, you know, it could be a liability. But are you open to it? That's all I wanted to know. And after all, all of them, there was only one that was. And she got me on the phone with him. And he literally got on the, was on the phone with me for an hour and a half. I wasn't even his patient yet. Didn't charge me anything. So I was impressed. I went in to yeah. s- see him and I brought all my supplements <laughs> mm-hmm. and he sat there and first of all some of them he read the ingredients of every one. he sat in front of his computer and a lot of them he knew and he was like okay this is good and then the things that weren't good he told me why they wouldn't be good at that time and then the things he didn't know he actually looked up himself like instead of uh. being a know-it-all you know yeah
2: that's impressive
1: yes and so, you know, that's why I picked him. And he's the person I have to this day because, and he knows how much I'm into this stuff and how much I'm anti to meds, you know, cause when you get a heart attack, they give you three medications, four medications. One is Plavix or, or something similar to it. The other is aspirin. So they're giving you two blood thinners. The, uh, the other is a statin and the other is the beta blockers. And I'm here Mm -hmm. to tell every single person listening right now, do not, well, play the health disclaimer, do not take those health and those beta blockers. I will never, ever, 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 I don't care, I'll die before I take them, ever. Uh, And uh, so basically, you know, uh, I got them to get me off of that one, because that was evil. And he still got me on the statin. He started to take me off the last time and then I had the second heart attack. So I think he's playing it safe now. But he said to me in the office, he's like, everybody I've ever taken off has ever stopped taking the statins has ended up back in with the procedure. And so that scares you when you're somebody like me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, I'm getting all these side effects from the statin including that's what raises your blood sugar. Like, so that yeah. it pisses me off. It's like, I'm doing all this work to keep my sugar down and I'm taking that. And then boom, you know, it's like, what do I do? Should I take it? Should I not take it? So that's where the point we are now. Without going into all that, you and I are definitely mm-hmm. gonna to have to have a talk afterwards, but I want everybody out there listening, if they're in my situation to understand this stuff, that there is a solution and there there are alternative solutions. And sometimes you you just have to, Believe in your own body and your own beliefs. And that's what Sarah can help you do. And what I want to do now is I want to have Sarah, you give everybody how they can connect to you on social media, all the information about listening to your show and listening to your podcast, watching your show and, you know, all your different programs and stuff and tell tell them everything. (laughs)
2: wonderful well first dean your situation is like the rest of america so i think this is something we should talk about next time because Mm -hmm. heart disease and blood sugar are interrelated and that those are the two huge risk factors for covid right so we need to talk about that but you can find me and all of my resources at acceleratedhealthproducts.com i've got a ton of health articles and videos for education Um, my number one flagship product is the accelerated silver it devitalizes all foreign pathogens including viruses and um, i'm very accessible i'm now doing group coaching i've got detox cleanses for cleansing the liver for weight loss for just boosting mood and energy and getting rid of that brain fog all of those things everything that dean and i talked about I have a whole protocol for Dean <laughs> after this show. <laughs> um, so I'm happy to put together a protocol just for you as well. If you want to email me directly, Sarah, S A S-A-R-A, R A at accelerated You can follow me on Facebook and mostly Instagram um, under accelerated health products and my weekly shows Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube and Twitter, uh, W4HC, all the radio stations with Dean and um, I'm here for you and I I just really love doing this. I never got into my story but the reason I'm doing this is because my 18-year-old son who was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of nine has not missed a day of school from the cold or flu because of my protocols. So nice. There you go
1: there you go and yes uh, we'll be uh, talking to Sarah Moore Uh, we're going to have her on the show at least once a month Uh, and so we'll have to get to her story next time so everybody can listen but you know me and uh, I'm not going to bring somebody on my show unless it's something I believe in so check Sarah out because she can definitely help you where the others will just keep you sick Thank you, Sarah, for what you do, and thank you for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man
1: on W4CY Radio.